Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. So artificial intelligence, or AI, has come of age. With tools like ChatGPT, there are now hundreds of ways in which uh, AI can help you solve the kinds of problems that most businesses face every day. The opportunities are huge, but then so are the risks. So in this episode, we're going to dive into those risks to help you understand what the risks are, how they could affect your business, and what you should do about it to de-stress your business now and for the future. So Paddy, let's start by talking about the types of risk that AI can present to businesses. What are some of the kind of major risks uh, that you see? Cool. So there's, I'd say there's probably three major types that we should be thinking about at this point. The first one is, does your product or service, uh, and in some cases you may have multiple products and services, are any of those going to be directly impacted by the new tools that are now becoming available. So there are tools like ChatGPT, which can help people to do uh, brainstorming and come up with content. There are tools that uh, help to uh, help businesses with their audio and their video and with solving coding problems and so on. And if you have a, a service where you're providing value in these areas, if you have a product where part of what it does is something that can now be done partly with those uh, uh, tools, then there's this risk that what you do could become less valuable. The second one is that with the new tools that are available, there is an opportunity and you have an opportunity as your business to be using it in different areas to be moving faster, but so do your competitors. So the risk is what could the other businesses be doing? What, what could be happening there? And then the third type of uh, risk that I'll highlight is around your sales and marketing channels because if you are uh, particularly if you're um, using online marketing in any way your marketing channels could be disrupted and for some businesses this could be a, a small portion of their overall marketing effort mm -hmm. but for a lot of smaller businesses this could be their entire marketing effort so if you are reliant for example on uh, paid ads on google or seo or so on there is a risk that things could be disrupted yeah, no, that's, that, I think, as you say, uh, three uh, large categories in which they, uh, that we can see some risks and impact for businesses. Let's dive into them a bit more. So um, the first one that you mentioned was uh, that a products or services might become less value, uh, valuable. Um, so talk us through, like, how might that happen? Well, of course, this is the kind of thing where it really depends on the products or services that you have and you're providing in your business. Um, and so you'll want to look at each of them in turn and go, okay, is there any part of what we are offering which could in some way be uh, replicated or produced? And not necessarily everything you do, but part of that service. Because it could be the thing that currently differentiates what you do uh, or just a, a part of the service which is enough that people see value in what you offer today and they're willing to pay the prices that you charge today, which could change that mental arithmetic for them. I'll, I'll give a couple of examples of kind of more obvious ones, but it's the kind of thing where you will want to review your specific business's products and really think about it. And you really need to um, 
take a look at all the things that AI can do. Uh, and to do that, we'll have other podcast episodes. We've mentioned later, we've got an ebook and a, a webinar. But look at all the different things that it can do and all the different ways, because it's not just chat GPT and being able to answer questions there. There's loads of different services that can, as I mentioned earlier, help with video and AI and uh, video and uh, audio and coding and Excel and all these different places it can be involved. And of course, like, you know, self-driving cars, there's all sorts of uh, places where AI can be uh, changing what's possible and changing where people will go to get their problems solved. So a couple of examples. An obvious one would be if you are a service company and you are helping other businesses to create their marketing content. So you are helping them to write uh, blog articles. You're helping them with their SEO. You're helping to create their their tweets and you're helping them uh, with all of this content. And uh, often your customers will provide you know some direction or some thought leadership and you're dealing with that. I, I would be worried right now. I'd be looking at this and going, you know, smart businesses right now are gonna be looking at how ChatGPT and other marketing tools can actually do a lot of that for them and there may be an opportunity i mean we're looking at it ourselves and going we might not need the amount of marketing resource we thought we needed in order to do the quantity of marketing that we were planning to do um and there's uh certain skills which we might have struggled with um around coming up with you know endless hooks and uh great bodies and so on which suddenly that that blocker that lack of skill that reason to look externally is disappearing so if you have that kind of service company where there's this clear alignment between what you do and what people are now starting to use these ai tools for then i, w I would be worried by that yeah as a second example that i'll throw in mm -hmm. uh, and one that i think sometimes shocks people one of the biggest companies out there right now is at a, a serious risk and that's google so Google has for what the last 20, 20, 25 years been the way that you access the internet. It is the starting point. It's like, you've got a question, where do you go? You go on Google. Maybe you now talk to Alexa, whatever, and it goes off and you know, uses a search engine in the background. But Google is the, is the hub. It's where you start. It's how you answer your question, uh, your, your questions, how you do your research and so on. And suddenly there is another tool out there in ChatGPT which can solve a lot of those problems for you and often does it quicker and more to you know kind of a, a more satisfactory outcome um and people are, are just starting to get to grips with it but you know the, the kind of research where you're thinking okay what what are the top 10 ways uh that i could be redesigning my kitchen what are the ways i could uh things i should be thinking about when i'm doing a onboarding process or i mean my wife's using it for literally checking up on medical uh, uh conditions and so on and her experience because i'm gonna go and really you want to go and chat gbt for that because at least if you go on google then you see where it's coming from and whether or not mm -hmm. to trust it but the experience is that when you go on Google, you have to go to one site and then another site and then another site, and you're still not sure whether to trust them. ChatGPT gives you one answer. And sure, if, if the answer isn't uh, perfect, you'll go, you'll go and sense check it. But it was actually you know, a quicker outcome to her immediate need to get an answer on a specific area. She's done the same for looking for, for restaurants, another area where I would say, surely you're going to look on Google, you want, you want the reviews. And yet she's doing her research for a, a company meetup in Barcelona using ChatGPT as the first way of doing it. And there's going to be loads of different places where 
it will start to replace some of the ways that we've used search engines in the past. So Google, this business that seemed to be, you know, just to, to dominate, to not have yeah. a competitor in that market space, they've got a true monopoly. They are at risk. They get mm -hmm. a lot of their business through that search engine, through the paid ads uh, there. It's it's going to hurt. So knowing that, you know, it's, it's got the service companies down the bottom, we've got Google at the top, um, and I mentioned earlier, you know, you've got the, uh, the self-driving cars and other places. This, this can apply to all sorts of businesses. So uh, so many ways where your product could, be, could become uh, less valuable because of what, uh, what, what's happening in the marketplace. Yeah, and I, th I, th I think it's, it's really interesting because I think you take something like self-driving cars and that feels like an area of AI that's been on the, uh, uh, on the cards for a while. It's sort of like, oh, well, you know, we've been talking forever about self-driving cars and yet, you know, oh, it's just around the corner and then it's not. And um, Tesla obviously moved it a huge amount further forward than it had previously been. Um, and yet we're still not there with fully uh, automated self-driving cars and so on. And I think... Uh, a few years ago, we might be forecasting the end uh, or the um, the risk to taxi firms and all these sorts of things as being like, well, actually, this is going to fundamentally change what you're doing. And yet that's not materialized yet. I think one of the uh, things that we're seeing in the area of something like content and producing of text is how much faster uh, that is happening in some areas. But of course, it will it will take time for the whole market to adjust, right? I was talking to um, one of our customers who's essentially a sort of marketing agency, and one of the things they do is produce content. And we were talking about how you know she was she's doing the research to really understand this area, uh, you know, reading our rebook, attending our webinar, all those such things, absorbing. Okay, what does this mean for my business? How do I deliver to my customers with higher value using AI rather than AI um, disrupting what I do? And I think that uh, the, um, the, the challenge is that it won't happen immediately. It's not like all of her customers across all of the industries will suddenly wake up to AI and, and immediately know how to use it to achieve the things that she does. You know, mm -hmm. Derek, the painter who just you know, gives her manage my Instagram account and doesn't really want to touch it after that is probably not thinking, actually, could AI be, be doing this better? However, some of her customers are and she's so far, I think, lost one or two who have utilized AI platforms to do some of the things that she mm -hmm. was doing for them and that her, uh, her team were doing for them uh, on Instagram. And I think the risk is, uh, you know, pulling a, a Blockbuster or a Woolworths or, a, you know, one of the laggards um, uh, where you initially look at this threat and kind of dismiss it and assume that, oh, well, yeah, sure, like some people are doing it that way, but that won't be the norm. And I think the the problem and the temptation is initially you're right. Um, this is written about brilliantly um, by uh, the late uh, Clayton M. Christensen in Innovator's Dilemma and Innovator Solution, where he basically talks about when you've got a new technology, new product, you know, way of doing business or whatever, what happens is initially it disrupts the lower end of the market and the uh, and and often cases that the incumbent business looks at and goes, oh well, it's only being used here. 
So in the areas of marketing, it might be like, oh, well, it's not being used for major campaigns. You know, if I'm uh, one of our uh, customers that we've done a lot of work with is uh, Sony PlayStation. You know, if I'm at the, the marketing end of that, I might look at it, yeah, but it's not going to do big campaigns with cinema ads and, and the kind of scale of what we're doing. It's going to be just used by, uh, you know, individual owner operator businesses. And of course, initially, that may be true. But mm-hmm. as it continues to improve and as, as become, people become more aware and uh, as the process of how you get good results out of the technology and the new approach become clearer, actually those things absolutely can be done in that way and it, and it, it kind of moves up the market. Um, you know, with low-cost products is another example where um, if, let's say, someone moved into the market saying, tell you what, I'm going to write, help you get your book written, published, promoted, up to bestseller, etc. And I'm going to use it using 95% AI and just 5% humans kind of managing it and so on. As a result, rather than it being £30,000 to get your uh, book written, published and promoted, instead it's going to be £1,000 or, or whatever. Initially, there'll be a load of people in the space saying, oh yeah, but you know, you wouldn't do that for your best-selling authors. Like that's, you know, that you wouldn't do that for your uh, J.K. Rowling's and you know the real celebrity ones, and that's true. But initially, it would start at the bottom of the market, and over time, it would the approach would improve sufficiently so that that becomes the case. And so, I think the the way round this is to focus on value and the result for the customer. Right? It's it's about yes, looking at as exactly as you say, Paddy, looking at what can AI do, and therefore what risk does it pose. But actually, looking at what's the fundamental outcome that your customer wants and needs and what's the most efficient cost-effective way in which I can achieve that because if you're not looking at that the risk is that you're focusing on your own model and protecting yourself which ultimately in the short term might be possible but long term uh, it'll, it'll always get um, uh, disrupted um, which brings us neatly onto the second major risk that we talked about which is what could your competitors be doing because, of course, there's one aspect, which is that your a service or a product that you provide can be done quicker, cheaper, better, whatever, by utilizing some form of AI. And often we talk about text because it's easy to understand uh, versus, say, the um, uh, complexities of image analysis. But it's all, all different areas. So but that's that's just looking internally. What could competitors be doing utilizing AI, particularly for um, Versus a business that perhaps doesn't make full use of it. Yeah, so I think the question that you should be asking yourself is, in your worst nightmare, mm. if your competitors went full in on using AI, what could they do with it? And nice. really explore that and be aware that some of these people might be your competitors today, the ones that you know about, and some of these competitors will be new businesses that take on this opportunity uh, and find new tools, new services that they create and then they become your competitors in the, in the coming years. So the thing to just to open up and just to start uh, exploring that because as you, as you say, what's not going to happen um, <laughs> for most businesses, some businesses literally a, a tool like ChatGPT comes across, along and they're like, oh no, that's literally overnight going to take 
uh, you, you talked about someone who lost a couple of customers. There will be some businesses that will lose a lot more from that because they are doing something which is very, very close to what ChatGPT offers. The chances are that's not the case for your business. Most businesses don't have that direct correlation with what it does. But at some point, there will be, uh, for many, many businesses, something which is a lot closer and delivers a lot more value and makes that leap. And it may be something which comes gradually and that you have visibility of and can see the marketplace moving, or it may be something which is kind of under wraps until you have this kind of uh, release and then you suddenly discover, oh, oh no, it's happened. And suddenly I'm losing a, a lot of my business very quickly with something which would take me months or years to try to catch up with. So the, the it's hard to say what the, the, the risk is without you know, thinking about your own individual businesses. If I was to take that and apply it to um, Air Manual, well, what are the kind of things that we're doing? We're helping businesses, uh, and it's funny, it's off the top of my head, so we're helping businesses to um, set up essentially the, the manual, the playbook for how their company works, for how teams work and so on. What can AI do as of this moment? Well, it can help you to brainstorm those mm -hmm. uh, those documents, those SOPs, those manuals. One of the things that we do as a real value add is providing templates. And right now I'd say that our templates are probably better than what you're gonna get yeah. from using ChatGPT, but the uh, already the scope of what ChatGPT can offer is going to be uh, larger. So where we've got you know, a certain number, suddenly you've got a tool which can uh, add to it. And I'd say at the moment, the two can complement each other really well because ChatGPT isn't trying to be a manual. There's a hundred features that we've got, which would make it a really bad choice for your company manual. It, it, it wouldn't work. But if you were to play it forward and go, what about our competitors? If they were starting to embed this and also using it uh, AI to help them manage and to schedule and notify and put lots of different automations in place how would that play out how could that tool look in you know a year two years three years from now when the competitors have had a chance to really run at this and that's that's a risk because someone could be doing that in your industry mm. And if you are not thinking of it, if you do not have your eyes open to it and how you respond, and you, it doesn't mean that you necessarily need your own AI tool, but you need to be aware of where it could be going and how you would position yourself if that came about, um, then, you, then you're putting yourself at a lot of risk. It's the same as the original risk. If you are ignoring it, if you are not educating yourself, if you're not thinking about it, then it won't happen today or tomorrow, but at some point in the next five years, your business could uh, could go out of business. It, yeah. it could really be annihilated. Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, I think it's a really useful lens, particularly to apply that in your worst nightmare. What what would your competitors uh, do with this? And not just um, existing competitors, as you say, like new competitors. You know, applying that lens of. If I were going into this industry afresh and I had a load of funding and time behind me, what could I do uh, to, to do this more efficiently? And I think um, a lot of the examples that we uh, used just there are talking often about fundamentally changing the way in which your product or service off, uh, operates. But of course, it's not just there, right? It's every process in your business. Um, whether it's, for example, improving how efficiently you're able to do your marketing or your um, support, customer support or uh, mm -hmm. sales or whatever it is. I think uh, the opportunity for competitors is that they say, well, 
yeah, actually, we can do what they do except half the price because we've managed to completely automate all of our customer support and mm-hmm. X, Y, you know, and, and are doing three times the marketing because we're utilizing AI and we're, you know, and we're doing all these things. And I think suddenly you've then got a real risk because even though their product or service might not have changed, everything about their operation and the cost of serving their customers has reduced, which means that they can re- uh, reduce prices and, uh, and be more competitive or just outmarket you or whatever, or even just invest more in marketing, right? They don't even need to reduce their prices. If they can increase their profit margin, they can afford uh, to pay more than you can to, to market um, their services and as a result, uh, take market share that way. And so I think, um, yeah, there is significant value in taking that time to, to go through that mental exercise to, to identify those things. And in fact, we'll be doing that as part of the webinar. I'll be facilitating a session to do exactly that as part of the, uh, as part of the workshop. Um, so, I mean, we t- talked there about, you know, and in fact, I touched on uh, the fact that there are opportunities for competitors to be doing sales marketing differently and as a result, um, presenting a risk uh, to to uh, other businesses in that way. Um, you also talked earlier about the risk that certain channels like Google um, could be disrupted, which would make a big change. Um, how else could sales and marketing channels be affected for, for businesses currently? Yeah, so th- this is a big one. And it's if you're a fairly young business, it's something you might not have ex- experienced. Mm-hmm. But um, for the businesses that have been around for 10, 15, 20 years and that have been using particularly online advertising where you've got, uh, you know, the, the advertising, the marketing channels that are reliant on the big tech, the Facebooks, the, the Google and other ways of, of getting out there, SEO and so on. Um, the things that we've experienced is, I think we've got a Google slap or um, Facebook slap or whatever, it's Facebook slap or whatever, slap where you've got a marketing uh, channel where you know that you put uh, X effort or X money into Google every week, every month, and you expect to get a certain number of leads because the adverts work because they get to the right level. And, and essentially your business can grow and scale and flourish with this. And then overnight, Google or Facebook or one of the other platforms changes the way that they allow you to promote or the way that they rank your content or something else like this. And you go from getting 500 visitors a day to getting 10 Mm. from going, getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds of business to getting barely enough to survive. It can literally be an overnight uh, change. And of course this will affect the businesses uh, out there who are, most heavily reliant on a single uh, channel the, the most. And unfortunately, that, of course, means a, a lot of small businesses mm. who have, you know, starting to grow, you've worked out one channel which is working for you. We know that we need to remove that risk and we need to try and get different channels so that this, this thing doesn't completely screw you. But even if you've got three channels, if, if one of them stops, stops, stops working overnight, that's probably going to be enough that you're going to have to start, you know, losing team members and other stuff to, to, to reduce your costs. It could be a huge, huge impact. So this is something which isn't just going forward. It's not a, a new risk that your marketing channels can fall over, particularly when we're doing online marketing. But there are some very kind of uh, clear risks in the way that AI could be disrupting this. Uh, and one of them is essentially the way I've alluded to earlier, which is people will go on to Google less because mm. 
when you can use uh, chat GPT to do your research into medical issues, restaurants, but business problems that you've previously been going on to, to Google for, you won't see the ads that were on Google. So if your business is advertising for things that people are searching for on Google and they stop searching for it as much on Google and get it through ChatGPT, then those ads are not going to bring you in as much business. The same is going to be true for your SEO content. You could have invested a huge amount in creating uh, hundreds and thousands of articles which are bringing you in a huge amount of organic traffic at the moment and it feels like a really robust thing, brilliant, I'm not reliant on paid ads. But if people stop going onto search engines and ending up on websites like yours, then they're not going to see it. They're not going to be experiencing the content as content that you've created with your brand and your logo in the corner and a nice little uh, call to action on the side. They'll get the you know the answer directly from a bot with no indication of where it came from and no way of uh, thanking you or, or paying you the reputation, uh, <laughs> paying you in kind for the um, for the value that they've you've given them. And again, I'd say this isn't the kind of thing which is going to necessarily change overnight. Mm. But you, I think you know. Uh, ChatGPT, it went from zero to a million users quicker than any tool ever before it, and it's still skyrocketing, and it is really changing behaviors for, for the people that have um, uh, discovered it. At the moment, I could not tell you. It may be uh, a tenth of the impact, which I'm imagining it may be 100 times bigger. It's really difficult to, 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 to guess and see where behavior is going to go, but there's clearly a risk and you need to be able to think about that that impact alongside that it's not just google you got to think that ai has the power to disrupt other platforms in the same way so your facebook's your linkedin's your everything else if ai can provide you a better uh, a better service than what you currently go on facebook or LinkedIn for, which is generally kind of entertainment and, and connections, if different tools come in, which actually disrupt in the same way that ChatGPT could be disrupting Google, then these platforms in the same way could be put at, at risk. It hasn't happened today, but literally we're only a few months into this kind of this, uh, the point where AI has become kind of business ready. Um, so it's the what could happen over the next three, five, ten, ten years. And do you, as a business, have a heavy reliance on any of these channels? Then you're going to be needing to take a look at these risks. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think, um, as you say, there's there's the present risk to those channels, which is, uh, or, or something that feels quite present, which is uh, disrupting things like Google for where do people go to get information, get their answers, and so on. I think, as you, particularly as you say, as you roll it forward other channels feel at risk and I, and I don't fully have a sense for what happens, how it plays out and as a result what you can do in areas like um, TikTok and Instagram and um, channels that we would perhaps regard as um, higher engagement, higher complexity and so on. Like I think most of us are now comfortable that ChatGPT could churn out social media posts based on existing content or ideas that you feed it. And in general, we'd recommend that way round rather than, hey, give me some ideas and now turn those into content. So on. like, you want, you want, there needs to be some creativity injected. But 
that that feels like that could get churned out into blogs, into LinkedIn posts, into tweets and so on pretty easily. Um, there are tools for images that mean that Instagram, Facebook, etc., where it's a bit more um, image friendly, uh, creating images to accompany those posts is now easier and quicker than than ever before. And things are improving on being able to do that. Of course, on uh, platforms um, like TikTok and all the ones that I've mentioned before also support video, but video and particularly short video is an area that's grown significantly, particularly in the last few years. And of course, AI um, already, but as it develops, this is going to become better and more available, could do things like take long form video content and turn it into all the short form that, you, that then gets posted on these channels, which at the moment takes a lot of effort. You might pay other companies to do it, all these sorts of things, which means that there's not, at the moment, there's not a huge amount of content creators in those spaces versus the number of audience members because of the effort required to create a good engaging video that you know changes the visual quickly and uh, annotates it and puts your um, you know messaging and so on and yet those things could be increasingly done by uh, AI even to the point that if it can create images uh, if it can create images and it can create text and scripts then there's no reason that the AI couldn't then create the video because essentially video is just a combination of take the text, put uh, turn that into an AI voiceover, already exists. Take images, series of images, one after another, creates movement, which creates the video. Which means that we may not be that far away from, in some cases, videos being able to be able to create, created by AI to do these things. And what I haven't resolved yet is whether, does this mean that as an audience we end up switching off more from those platforms because there's just more content? Or does it go the other way, which is that because the content is designed to be engaging and more personalized and can be even more segmented to your specific needs and valuable, that actually it means that that becomes an even more valuable source of information and tips and, and whatever it is. Um, I don't know if it uh, necessarily matters but either way what you're you're expressing is there's a change in how that platform is working uh potentially it's diluting any sorry any effort you're making as a business personally could it quickly be di diluted uh classic examples before like if you were one of the first people on to the uh app store on iphone yeah. or one of the first people to create podcasts then there was at some point you know so much more demand than actual quality content that it would have been relatively easy to make that a, a huge part of your business. Whereas now, if you go into either of these platforms, even if you go incredibly niche, there's a huge number of you know quality businesses out there creating quality content, and it's really difficult to uh, to make it work to build your build your audience. And so it just takes little changes to the dynamics mm. to change something that might be working for you today. So you might be ahead of the game. You might be using TikTok and getting uh, a lot of audience that way. And it's gonna, it's it's gonna change. It's gonna, as you say, there's gonna be more content. It may make the experience better or worse for the uh, end user, but it will change the dynamic. And if you are reliant on that or any of these other areas, then again, you need to you need to understand that uh, that there is a risk uh, and look at how to take mitigating actions if it's a big enough one which brings us neatly onto so how how do we approach these uh these sorts of risks what's the uh given 
there's a number of different areas in which there can be risk for a, a existing business. Uh, and in some cases, like the one we just talked about, you do get to a point where it's impossible to know exactly how it's going to play out. So uh, how can a business leader approach this? Cool. Great question. And this is this is a key to de-stressing your business more generally. Mm. It's to approach all business risks as something that you shouldn't be hiding from, you shouldn't be uh, ignoring. Um, and I, I think there's a, a lot of uh, books and leaders out there that would recommend that this is something that leadership does as part of a, their quarterly review. So when you're reviewing what's happened, have you hit your goals for the last quarter, have you done what you said you would, uh, and you're looking forward and making your plans, as part of that, you also look at the biggest risks that could be uh, affecting your business. And you are... Um, uh, quickly assessing them you don't want to you know you don't want this to be in a separate exercise mm. meetings and hours and hours and hours putting your head down it will get deprioritized but a quick kind of top of the head going what's the potential uh impact out of five how could it be affecting my business could it go from a one of not really doing much to a five it would actually oh, destroy the business yeah. likelihood is it a one almost certainly not going to happen or to a five extremely uh extremely likely rank those risks because like everything else you want to be prioritizing you want to be focusing your effort where it's needed the most um and then decide whether or not you need to take uh, mitigating action so if you look at this and go you know what it's not the highest likelihood but the impact if we were to have this one marketing channel screwed and that might be screwed by ai or different other things that could happen then that would put us out of business, then you would decide, okay, we, we need to take action. We might need to diversify. We might need to uh, take other ways of making sure that that doesn't uh, put the entire business and your employees and everything else uh, at jeopardy um, if it occurs. And so out the back of it, you can come up with a plan of, okay, these are the things. We now understand what the biggest risks are. This is uh, the things that we think we should do. And we're now making our plan for the next three months where do these things sit against the other things we could be doing, including building on other opportunities and growth. And you may, you may go and go, okay, I understand the risk and I can see the impact. And I know I need to do something about it, but right now for my business, it's more important that we take on another opportunity or whatever. That's okay. The important thing is to do it with your eyes open, having reviewed the risks. And if there's a risk like this one where you look at it and just go, I don't know. I don't mm. feel I have enough understanding in order to make a, a judgment out of five about it. I don't know what AI tools are out there. I, you know, I've heard ChatGPT, but I really haven't a clue what other tools make possible yet. I, I can't really answer the questions that have been put on this show about what could my competitors be doing with it? How could it affect my marketing channels? Then you need to educate yeah. yourself, and that does need to be a priority. You need to kind of treat that as something that needs to be done almost ASAP. It doesn't need to take uh, months. It won't derail your, uh, you know, your other priorities. Uh, and as we're about to share, we, we have an ebook and a webinar, both, both of which will give you enough to be able to start assessing this risk in, you know, less than an hour of your time. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, and I think education of um, uh, around how you can use AI and, and those various tools, I think is, is absolutely the answer in terms of how you then um, not only utilize it, but actually 
uh, understand where it doesn't present a risk or, or whether where you can ignore it, but you can't make that assessment until you have that understanding, um, which, as you say, we've got some resources to um, speed up uh, that process and, and, make, uh, and avoid that derailing. But I think also... For you as a business leader, you uh, you need to, you know, uh, one needs to develop your understanding, but also wherever possible, you want to share that understanding and that opportunity to learn with the rest of the team, because there's only so much that as the business leader that you have visibility of or time to consider and so on. And whereas it's your team that are working at the coalface, you know, whether it's they're developing the marketing copy, writing the social media posts, responding to existing customers, coming up with uh, uh, descriptions of a feature that they're going to develop in your new product or whatever it is, they're the ones that if they have an understanding, they may be able to already start to utilize some of the tools or come up with ways in which they might in future. And I think by creating dialogue around that within the organization, around some of that education, that's really, really, uh, really, really helpful. Um, brilliant, Paddy. I think, uh, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about risk. In the subsequent episode, we'll, we'll go more into the opportunities and the positive, exciting side of it. But I think this is a really important place to, to start. Um, we've talked about uh, educating people on what's uh, on how they can do this. Um, you mentioned the the ebook, which we've had a lot of uh, amazing feedback on, which people can find at airmanual.link forward slash AI forward slash ebook, uh, which uh, pr- essentially provides a guide for business leaders on how to use AI at GPT uh, and goes into quite a bit of detail and gives you some real examples. Um, it essentially gives you everything you need to know, uh, including both the risks and opportunities. But one of the things I really love about um, the that ebook is that it includes a checklist that you can share with your team to train them up. Um, you know, essentially self-driven e-learning for free that they can go through the checklist and uh, get up to speed. I think we worked out it's 90 minutes total for a team member to be able to not only learn what they need to know, but also reflect on it and identify where uh, your business could be making use of AI or what the opportunities are and so on. So there's a great opportunity to utilize the, the hive mind of people in your organization uh, to do that. And note that whether they're employees or not. It might be that you've got service providers, marketing people, virtual assistants that you think, huh, this feels like it should change this rather than put it on you to go and work out what you should be using instead of those people. Why not give them the education and uh, uh, with an expectation that they will then work out how they can provide you the same or better services for the same or less cost. Um, So do check that out. I'd also recommend uh, joining our webinar, which is at airmanual.link forward slash AI forward slash webinar. Uh, on that, we're going to uh, cover a lot of the, uh, we're going to cover some of the concepts in uh, a lot of detail, but particularly it's going to be interactive and it's going to give you an opportunity to really think about how this applies to your business and uh, how you would get it used because uh, that's one of the biggest challenges with this. Um, the next webinar that we've got on uh, AI and ChatGPT and the things you need to know uh, is going to be on February the 7th at 1pm UK time. We'll be covering how uh, artificial intelligence can become your new best junior employee. We'll cover the big risks to your business and dive deep in, in that with an interactive session and also uh, show you how to focus on your biggest problems and use AI to obliterate them. So please do uh, join uh, that webinar and do go uh, get your hands on that ebook. Uh, anything else to cover, Paddy, before we close off? 
I think we're good. Fantastic. Well, in which case, for those that have been tuning in regularly, uh, our weekly webinar series is uh, not one to miss. Uh, we dive into the topic of freeing up 15 hours per week whilst also reducing the stress of running a business, all without hindering growth. Uh, join us live in that session to get valuable insights and strategies. Uh, you can access that at emmanuel.co forward slash webinar for more information on how to register for that webinar. So uh, for clarity, we've got a webinar on uh, AI and using ChatGPT and all those sorts of things, and a separate one on how to free up 15 hours a week and remove the constant stress from running the business. So uh, do check out those, register for one or both. Uh, ultimately, uh, your, the growth of your business won't uh, um, uh, exceed uh, your own personal growth. So do make sure you're educating yourself on that. Uh, otherwise, a final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, uh, we need your help. If you found the content today valuable, uh, please just take one minute to leave an honest review. Uh, this will help the podcast get more visibility and ultimately allow us to help more people, which is what we're all about. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.